Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgehog. I'm Travis Washington. And this is the show where Travis and I are breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And we're at Season 5, Episode 14, the one where we're trapped on TV. But the penultimate episode. Penultimate episode of the season. But before we get to it, Travis, I'd like to share a little news of, uh, of uh, what's going on with our friends, uh, the BLPs, over at Bebo's Legends Podcast. The yeah, the bulbs. They uh, the doctor they had a case of the bulbs. Yeah, <laughs> oh boy, I was in the emergency room with a case of the bulbs. Um, they did an interview. Uh, it's on YouTube with uh, Olivia Olivia Swan, Amy uh, Pemberton, and Adam Checkman all at the same time. Wow! And uh, it was <laughs> it was Carrie. And uh, Lainey didn't make it, and uh, Tia, who from Tia reacts on, uh, um, on yeah, I think uh, Instagram, and also from Gwyn Shorts with yours truly, um, uh, did, did, did the interview. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. And then uh, right after that, again, uh, um, uh, Carrie announced that uh, Lainey is going to be leaving the show, and she's going to be moving on. Uh, again but the show's not uh ending and i can't wait to guest with her again and the new one just to point out uh uh it's just like legends you know yes. every time there's just rotating, rotating cast, cast. Yeah, it's I like perfect because it. <laughs> i was thinking about it i'm gonna stay right here on the air uh when we get into next season uh, i'd like to invite uh invite both of them just there's no crossovers but we I think it's to be nice if we had, had them on for one of the shows we do it all the time and uh we're going to invite her and whoever the newest uh, member of the uh, 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 BLPs are. <laughs> so, Travis, why don't you hit us with the uh, what is the uh, Arrow Wiki synopsis? Yeah, so I hope everyone's sitting down. After Charlie does the one thing that goes against her nature when it comes to her sisters, she tries to protect the legends by scattering them in different television shows. Of course, in true legend style, some can't just be blissfully ignorant and happy but figure out a way to end up messing with the system. Woo! Mm. Hats off. That's not like, a can bad one. talk line. about them being too long or, or give away too much? Yeah. This is perfect. That was good. That was good. Yep. Hats off. Yep. <laughs> it's weird that these are the kind of things. But I got to say, of course. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. A great episode. Um. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Yeah. This yeah. is... Okay, I'm going to talk about it right now. This is considered one of the best it's yeah, the one it's the one that that year um suddenly at the end for, you know for those who care about that shit like e, uh, ew and tv guide and all that stuff and like what are the top 20 single episodes of television episodes? yeah yeah, yeah. period and on that list and all of these it's somewhere was this episode mm-hmm. now ew being like we've been telling you this forever but everything else there's this quirky weird superhero show on the yeah, C- yeah. on the cw you need to check yeah. this out yeah yeah no, it's it's i mean i can't think of what was better this season or what i would have liked more off the top of my head just because the closest one to me it, it, and it shares mr parker is um the Oh gosh, I can't remember what the episode was called. Mr. Parker's called us. Yeah, Mr. Parker's called us. Yeah, 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 that episode. I think that yeah. was the the. It's close. I mean, that was. Yeah. The, I thought that's the best episode of the season, and I think this I, kind of beats it. Yeah, I think so too. I don't remember feeling so, uh, just like everything or you know, ninety 
95 percent 90 90 to 95 you're all about that one you're really all about that one yeah but this one is really good so also this one (laughs) directed by mark guggenheim and so you're aware of mark guggenheim you've seen the credits okay he's only like executive producers Mm. created by he's he's part of the berlanti inner circle of creators gotcha never directed an episode of television before in his life wow and it just got me thinking like you know greg uh vince berlanti jr up there on his ivory tower going put a lot of goddamn money into this one guggenheim hands on you better make this fucking work his laurinitis (laughs) exactly it struck me odd i'm like okay guggenheim's never directed before and they give this one to him and i'm like hmm, this is uh-huh. interesting and believe me the imdb is just full of an interview about it and a lot of it's just boring as shit but boy is there a gem i can't wait to okay. not wait to share with you my friend so right. the episode starts um you know, that, what's that? That, that it's like Soviet type uh, yeah, glum so, so music. Nineteen eighty four. It's all very nineteen eighty four, yeah, down yeah, to yeah. the view screen that a appears yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. And uh, that uh, the Apple commercial. Yeah, that that's there too. There's a lot. I mean, you could just pick out so many little bits. There's Truman Show. I mean, that's this. all just like, and it's it's, it's totally just nineteen eighty four. Like that's the main inspiration. That's the main the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, down to uh, Mona works at the uh, historical sanitation department, mm-hmm. uh, trying to uh, talk, uh, type up uh, the history of Spartacus until she finally just gives up and like said something like Spartacus was a good listener or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a good loyal worker. A loyal worker. <laughs> and, and okay. So, and, and it's art like right away, like it's starting to feel, yeah, like you're engrossed and it's that great um, art direction that we love um, mm-hmm. and things but she does this trope that I, I just hate where she says a line to the guy that really is just as much exposition as you can fit into one line that no mm-hmm. one would ever talk to each other. You probably have it in front of you. What does she say? Oh, to I him don't exactly. I can't remember what she is, but she's like, she's like it she's sure like, is hard working it? here at the historical sanitation department or something where we have to do all these like no one talks like that you know what i mean yeah. and i know they got to do it uh, at the beginning but that's just you know these little things these little things that i that if i didn't i'd be remiss if i didn't it's point out. it's something well it's something that still exists generally in a lot of network tv yeah. especially these yeah. shows yeah uh stuff that's being made for binging or and and uh and a lot of that, that kind of thing right, like, right you know that's you know walter white doesn't run everything down from the last you know fucking yeah. episode you know it's up to you to watch yes. it yeah yeah this yeah, it's yeah. still a net that's a network thing yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. in case i think you're right yeah oh yeah it totally is um and it sticks out to me too every time when i watch yeah. it because there's so much difference between the type of tv i watch for sure <laughs> <laughs> and so that guy she's talking to is starts questioning what they're doing and uh atropos appears you know like uh who was who was the face in that apple commercial was that a famous actor i can't remember Gosh. i can barely remember yeah and uh cuts his thread that's it for him yeah, uh it's pretty dark yeah he, he, she cracks his neck mm-hmm. 
So uh, Mona's walking home, and there's all the cool signs. I'll, yeah, that that art direction too. I love the signs mm-hmm. everywhere, the design of them. And good performance here uh, from uh, uh, Ramona Young. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And I thought a good performance from Gary here as the crazy guy screaming, "The world is yep. wrong." Yeah, he's better. He's like he's he's he's. Is in a weird way, it's, it's kind of pulled him back, having to be a, the, the crazy person. Yeah. In this. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not, he's not goofy. He's just yeah. like, this is fucked up. This is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, so much so, and we've joked before, and even your daughter brought it up, you know, like when she's like, Daddy, why didn't you go get that part or whatever it was? <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, never at any more did I think I can picture you playing Gary than this then guy. This guy, great. Oh, thanks, man. We did what it, it was extra nuts. I love it. No, he, even touched. though when he gets into the apartment and he's just like, what the fuck? Are you the nutty one? And stuff like, for some, whatever reason, I was like, I got it. I, 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 I could see you playing this and, and nailing it. Ah, nailing. I appreciate it. Just think, man, seven seasons of this show, two auditions. They didn't work out, too, for Legends. That's right. I know, I know. Shit. Oh, well. That's why we need to hashtag save legends of tomorrow. We need to go for the trifecta of failure. Hashtag cast Travis. (laughs) Yeah. Let's make it happen. Hey, I'm coming up to Vancouver in a week. Yeah. CW. You got got one week to right your wrongs. You know what they're doing? And this is just a slap in the face, too. (laughs) Yeah, legends gets canceled. Whatever. The reasons are wide and varied and all the merger shit. But... And knowing that the fan base is really upset, they're trying to give us an olive branch, Travis. This Christmas, they announced they're going to air the Bebo Christmas uh, cartoon again, again uh, which I couldn't even get through the first time because it know, fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> like, that'd be cool if, like, if they used it as like, how I imagine if, like, um, I don't know, I'm just. But they slip in something that wasn't in the yeah, first time. Yeah, like they're trying to fight through. Like it's like from this type of thing where it's like this by the way um this is how it comes i back. hope they got i hope they got a cease the the writers of this got a cease and desist letter from the uh writers of the uh john ritter uh uh film from the late 80s stay tuned are you familiar mm-hmm. with it, Saw um, it I, I, I know no no i i'm i'm familiar with the cover of the vhs mm-hmm. that i saw at the store i never rented it but someone brought that up in the imdb too when they yeah. were bringing out all of the influences yeah someone yeah. Uh, brought that one up as well that's yeah. funny uh no i mean i'm just thinking that way that'd be cool if you could start to work hey we're trying to get back like the legends are trying to be saved <laughs> trying to contact you through the bebo's legends uh christmas rerun oh, cool. oh god if they did that uh i i was thinking like, like well maybe you know let's not look, look a gift horse in the mouth maybe this terrible christmas cartoon will catch on yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. some dumb kids yeah it'll until like the, yeah and there's like 20, oh there's yeah. 30 years from now it'll be the um 30 the, years from now like the star oh. wars holiday special the way uh people talk about that yeah, but this could inspire them to do that uh, made-for-TV movie we want That's to true. just r- to wrap stuff up. Yeah. Kids seem to love this stupid fucking cartoon. <laughs> it's so bad, man. We do need to watch it for this show right. just to fucking shit on it. Oof. So he's screaming the world is wrong, and then it cuts to the 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 special open 
for the episode the fates open to the music and the each cut of like each of the fates and everything with like it's so soviet yeah it's great it looks so good really good that that's sort of that that's it, i'm so weird the little the stuff that just tickles me when they when mm-hmm. do i'm like oh i love it when they do something let's change the fucking the credits yeah you know and every it, and now it and then it doesn't oh. feel forced like that's what i mean like sometimes when they were you know this season like i said like a, man it's just everything's been so uneven right uh that when it when it works it works and and like and when they have that swagger and it feels like they've got it together and to me it, it felt like it had been a while since I think they, maybe the director wasn't the director they had on it uh yeah uh wasn't getting it and that's why guggenheim had to come down and uh, uh maybe but but this is a lot of this is a lot of like they're built they built up everything you know what, man? Like, I wonder if their seasons are just about like five five episodes too long. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they really are. Like, they, there's some good storylines that they had built up that they really um, developed in in strong ways in in this uh, episode. Um, but you know, I, I, I've I've talked ad nauseum about how I felt like that they were just they would lose me, uh, you know, along the way to get there. And I've mentioned all the time. It's so funny that I'm like, huh? This is the short one. Yeah, of these shows I watch, I, was like, I couldn't imagine if, if imagine if my favorite show ended up being I don't know fucking Flash, and yeah. I got you to do this podcast, you'd have oh, lost your goddamn mind by you're now. You're right, you're right. Twenty three episodes of fucking yeah. season. That, that just reminds me. I'm going to uh, since we're uh, are on the air. I like doing uh, some stuff on the. I want to look ahead to next season and see how many episodes because there's no crossovers. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. Season six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, fifteen. Mm-hmm. And last season's a tight thirteen. So I mean that's for an American network TV show, that is a remarkably short run. Let's mm-hmm. see. You know what? Eventually you and I are gonna do our blue bloods uh, podcast. Or a burn notice. I don't. I liked burn notice. We're gonna do something. Yeah. I, Tom. Tom. Tom Selleck. Uh, Copaganda. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> with with the 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 lesser talented Wahlberg brother. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> the <laughs> legends continue yeah. to collect themselves. Yes, they do. Oh wait, where are we? Sorry. Okay, I'm so we're at. I'm sorry. So Mona's at home. She's making the mush. I love the whole thing. All they can eat yes. is the mush, and there's the different colored mushes. And yeah. and above her TV, it just says "Watch TV." <laughs> and she's like, oh, "Check out what's on Fate Plus." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a giggle out of me. Yeah, I think no, this it came out, like, this came out all, at like, the same time Disney Plus came out. So. It just all feels like so. Like this had a plan. Like this is tied to the. I feel like this episode was written when they had like a general kind of arc for where they were going to go. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like this feels oh, like yeah. everybody's like everything, everything has a purpose. Everything feels like it makes sense with each step. Okay. When they storyboard out these shows, they do have like, here's the, the big mess that they have to get out of. What's the, the, the biggest cliffhanger biggest mess they got to get out of 
and it's going to be okay season two which is similar to this doom world we're going to have the legion of doom taking over the world to kill all the superheroes this is going to be the fates take over the world so this was all planned how do we you know, we write the ending first and how do we get there while throwing in you know your story of the week uh episodes because yeah and I, I read that they felt like the, the zombie one and this one and the last one they were considering a trilogy for the last story of uh charlie on the show because this is her last season oh so, yeah yeah that's how so much like star much much like star Wars. well no that doesn't make any sense because the first one wasn't that great so no, you right. scratch that but the middle one's the best one <laughs> but the third one's got some great great parts okay and uh she's watching ultimate buds uh that's the friends knockoff mm-hmm. uh, why is the a underlined i don't get that <laughs> i didn't notice it yeah i have no idea looking at it <clears throat> um with the goofy fucking song uh uh with the the graphic presented by green mush it's the blandest yeah, yeah. <laughs> and bayrod bayrod's back and he says i'm back and everyone yeah you're the studio audience uh goes on and uh i remember the first time i saw this one i kind of had for- forgotten about him a little and uh i was like oh hey bayrod's back that's how he comes back yeah that's cool that's it and i i was happy to see him because i really like this actor and i really like uh uh, where he goes and i literally had just kind of forgotten about him at that point likable guy <laughs> really and uh and zari's there and there's some sitcom plot about yeah. i love how bad the sitcom is that's just yeah it's, well, it's just like it's friends it's right so and, ter- just, it's, and it, like yeah. he's, he's even acting in the style oh. of matthew perry oh like the cha- he's Nathan doing chandler especially. yeah yeah he does a great job you can tell, like, this is the stuff he loves, right? This is the stuff he was auditioning. He was for. on one of these fucking yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he was, dude, that sitcom he was on, the teenage sitcom what was with Amanda called? Bynes, or, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he was on forever. That was his first big break. It was the it was dumb sitcom shit. And he <laughs> knows what he's doing. He was on that forever. <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, and, and while this is all going on, I just, all the cuts about uh back to mona again the stuff they just have to go well this television of you know the person who just talks out loud to themselves while yes. watching television yeah, another another like kind of thing where it's like come on uh at times it was times it was okay at times it was good to keep us reminding that she's watching and it was good to keep going back to it because it got the, the crowds got bigger and bigger that's what yeah. you mean by like truman show and that that kind of thing right yeah as you were saying so yeah. it, it did make sense but some of the, like some of the her reads here or some of the lines that she was kind of forced <laughs> to read yeah a little too like a lot similar to that similar kind of trope i was talking at the beginning here like nobody talks like that but the one line i love the most of these lines is after like bayrod forgets the mush or he forgets the gray mush it just cuts to her eating her mush going oh bayrod you're so dumb hilarious (laughs) oh handicap you wife beating drunk exactly And uh, so I guess Nate's like the Joey uh, here because he's uh, just got a audition for uh, Arrow. So right. he's got an arrow and shoots the mush and it's all fucking terrible. But on purpose terrible, which is always fun. I mean, it's so bad. I felt cringy 
and hearing like the, the laugh track of the studio audience, I was like, oh, God, they're really nailing this. I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable watching this. And I watched Friends. My wife and I. Who didn't, right? It was, man, it was, it was one of those NBC Thursday things. You're like, throw on right. NBC and it's Friends. Friends. Time it was, it was yeah, it was yeah, great. Friends, I don't think whatever it was aged. in between. Yeah. And then Seinfeld and then whatever was after. I don't think it is aged terribly well. It's just like super no. shallow and surprisingly just huge. like super raunchy yeah it still has a big it's follow so it's it's almost bigger yeah. now than it was then like yeah and i, I go back and stories watch about I, teenage I girls love much. this show now oh, oh yeah. it's terrible yeah yeah oh well whatever <laughs> i mean Seinfeld's the, aged much better like i think oh shit dude um now that i have you know the equivalent of basic cable through youtube tv yeah. uh because sometimes i just like coming home with the, okay tv what do you got for me mm-hmm. even with commercials and i hit comedy central I'll have like a five-hour block of seinfeld i'm like there you go just leave that on for five hours love it <laughs> so uh Bay- bayrod takes off his totem uh uh nate touches it and we og zari comes back as a ghost and uh possesses this zari and immediately changes character in a way that was like striking out of this like ridiculous sitcom. And she's like, hey, what, Nate? I'm like, what? Where she felt real while all this felt fake. I don't know. Yep. It was and a nice take. Was, and he knew it was the former Zari and not the one that we'd been watching all season long. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. Yep. And she gets to, well, it's part of the storyline. We get to see them go back and forth. Mm-hmm. at least for the next season oh, yeah. you know that yeah where you know we're gonna get this one for a while getting, and then that one for a while. complicated it's getting complicated well it's not as complicated as if they tried to keep them uh, well it trust me it's all you can live in the totem you know because uh, well i'll uh-huh. go live in the totem with the, my ancestors for a few weeks and you can hang out out here so that's uh, what it is that's how it ends up I mean, yeah for the next season it works yeah. it works okay okay it, it works because you don't get it makes you not get tired of the others sorry <laughs> interesting interesting i can't think of another a precedent for something like that neither can i really yeah. hmm oh, i'm sure there's i'm sure there's one yeah all right i mean, i did there this, of all the uh cw wait wait shows, i got it i got it dude, dude love and dude love and mankind there you go dude love That's mankind it. and cactus jack and in the cactus same jack. show yeah yeah, yeah. The they got to get three zaris <laughs> yeah, to, right. to beat yeah. uh mick yeah. foley Dude, little wrestling geek, geekdom uh, thing. When that happened, I was watching Raw. When that happened with the, the three fight faces of Foley and they introduced Cactus Jack in the garden yeah. to, to fight Triple H, I fucking lost my mind. Awesome. Lost my mind because I do awesome. my favorite guy. I was like, no fucking way. I was so happy. <laughs> That's great. Not as happy was as when he won the belt and I didn't know. I wasn't spoiled. So I didn't yeah. know it was going to happen. And Mick Foley wins the fucking belt on TV. We had friends Still over. Legendary moment, yeah. I, dude, I, I I danced around the house doing a happy march like I was leading a, a parade. <laughs> I went I went nuts. I went outside and hooted and hollered. <laughs> That's awesome. My neighbors loved us. Hilarious. <laughs> so she's asking where the team is and starts listing names. And in a bit of like, why would she say won't Mona Wu? Um, I know. Since she's no, well, since she's been in the totem, she, Mona was on the team. She did. She didn't know that Mona wasn't on the team. Oh, anymore. really? 
Are yeah. You right? No, no, that was good. No, no, I like that she said her full name. I, I mean, like that was good. That, enough of a thing to uh, see. That's what, like, that's why they had to keep popping back to Mona, right? Because right. That's like a what? You can't just have her nod. You know, so <laughs> good. She was so good in this, man. Like I thought, Ramona gosh, Young was great, despite she... yeah, despite what some of the lines she's had had to read. I thought she was great in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. You start to see that, like, kind of like because now it looks like she's just. Uh, from whatever show she's on now, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Called? I can't remember. It's like her and like uh, another bunch of other girls, women her age, kind of thing. Just I don't know, shopping or <laughs> whatever. I'm sorry, girls. I'm of, sorry, girls of a certain <laughs> age are shopping. I mean, I just got. I, I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> Is that on Crave? She's stunning. She's she's absolutely an absolutely beautiful actress, and mm-hmm. and and it hadn't been until uh, yeah, as we see in kind of these more. When she's when she was less of a member of the cast, where she started to feel like uh, a, a much more mature uh, actress mm-hmm. as well, yeah. I think, and especially here, I thought she did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um, this in the next episode will be the adios for Ramona Young. And remember when you felt we felt, kind of felt like they uh, did her dirty uh, yeah. that one uh, they wrote her off at first. This redeems it. She's she's pretty, especially this episode. She she kills it. <laughs> Excuse me. So, oh, they got to do the sitcom shenanigans and hide uh, Zari in a closet. And uh, finally, the totem flies to her. She bursts out of the closet because she hears all the laughter, and she's like, "Oh shit, we're on a fucking sitcom. This is what's happened." And uh, she puts it all together. Now, there's a bit of plot jumpiness uh, here because. She suddenly puts it all together. Well, you must have been loomed into this by the fates, and da, 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 da. I was like, huh, she shouldn't know any of this shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, what, whatever. whatever. Totem, but, but she's I don't care. awesome, right? But she's, but it's good she's to remember. Yeah, and, and remember that that just remember that that Zari could figure shit out. So that's fine. Yes. That's, like I was okay with it. Yeah. yeah, and it's fun seeing her back and in charge of stuff. Yeah, that character playing that character again because we've only seen her once in the Totem all season. And this is the first Zari that we all that I do. I went back and re-listened to our uh, the our, our episode on uh, "Here I Go Again" uh, after we talked about it last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, highly recommend anyone who hasn't heard that one yet go back and listen to because it it's it's one of the you know the best episodes of the uh, series. And boy, dude, between that one and uh, last week's uh, podcast, Travis, we could release a special one hour best of just us talking about abba it's <laughs> that's funny it's it's wild i'd forgotten how much we talked about abba in the first in the the first time hilarious <laughs> so then uh, she points out well what's behind this door and there's a well we never noticed that door before and that door is the audience because they never would have looked uh in, in that direction because then they're looking straight down the camera, right? Yeah, because it's a uh, the a uh, uh, whatever uh, five camera show or whatever. Yeah, it, 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 where, it, yeah. So Desi yeah, Arnaz yeah. invented, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they walk in. It's static behind it, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they walk into the static, and suddenly now they're at High Castle Abbey, which is the 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 Downton Abbey uh, spoof, mm-hmm. of course. And yep. I don't know if it's just me or the change in sets, but it even looked like the change in just how everything was lit. That was lit like a fucking bad yeah. sitcom. Yeah. And this is lit like a period piece yeah. drama. Yeah. Killer. 
killer stuff man killer yeah. stuff it's so good yeah. and john constantine's the butler yeah because he's my butler <laughs> oh man and they instantly turn into lady zari uh like lord bayrod and nate's their valet and uh because the For real you know, valet. What, that's what they valet. say they, yeah. they oh, say okay. okay they say valid so yeah, look, I, I'm going I didn't even show. hear it. I didn't hear it okay keep going. they said valid right. really like okay no yeah I just I'd the... never I'd never heard uh, like I must have missed it in the show I'd never actually heard someone say it you don't say fillet do you uh depends on the situation like a fish <laughs> <laughs> very good very good <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. We don't pump our own gas in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, do, do you say like... No, I say filet. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to go with the show, how they pronounce it. That's all how right, uh, right, John... Right. That must be the British uh, way of pronouncing Maybe. it. Maybe. You might guess. Right. Constantine uh, did it that way. And uh, so the, the, the TV shows are adapting to any new presence by making them into characters, which is a neat touch. Mm-hmm. and uh so I, I like how uh nate and bayrod are completely like okay i guess we're all characters on a tv show still don't know any of you people but immediately are into like well okay this is our life now because they're the ultimate buds and they're stoners travis yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah that's fine and uh nate calls it a bbc period piece which I didn't include this in my IMDb curious, but someone had to point out in a very long post how uh, Downton Abbey is not a BBC show mm-hmm. and go into very big details about why people would make that mistake. That's good. <laughs> people are that, that's uh, it was as dry as Downton Abbey. <laughs> people are passionate about different things, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm not making fun. It was just like, wow, it was long. I was like, okay, it's, it's long and do you ever watch that my, my my stepmother loved that show i was uh into it for the first like first three seasons i remember there was like i can see myself liking happens, it something that happens early on with like a turk this like turkish uh royalty that really uh kind of <laughs> the show's got something going on like lingering under the the surface uh but after a while it just really starts to turn into uh, racism threes, no 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 three's okay. company uh like like you're seriously like so that's your favorite part right no 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 that's what like it's just they just go do that well too many times and after a while you're like oh my they get norman they get norman fell he moves to england basically but i will say this at some point you you do get a point like oh come on cousins get together cousins you can do it (laughs) what is with television over the last few years where it yeah Television and pornography is all about fucking incest. Uh, there you go. I don't know. Thanks, Obama. What <laughs> <laughs> was under his watch? I couldn't watch that Boardwalk Empire show. It was so fucking gross with that shit. Right. I'd, right. always make fun. I'd always make fun of uh, Game of Thrones to my roommates who loved it watching your incest show and like walk out and 
been so mad. Uh, no way to escape out of this one, though. There's no door. Uh, they're going to have to snap Constantine out of this, so they have to play the parts. Uh, and Lord Bayrod is uh, said to be married to Lady Astra. Uh, Astra. And we got uh, Astra and her mom, Natalie. She's there mm-hmm. uh, with Constantine, who's a racist as well as, too. He's a foreigner. He's not right. Yeah. Racist, jingoistic. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it yeah, kind yeah. of it coded a little racist to me, right, right, or something like that. It just caught them off guard. But meanwhile, there's a two people of color. Exactly. Exactly. Not that, you know, they were they were kind of stretching a bit there. Had we seen Astra's mom before? I would brief. Uh, I think uh, once or twice like in a flashback. flashbacks or something. Yeah. yeah, that's what I figured. She's good and well cast. Um, you really bought the the two of them together. Hmm. She, uh, she looked a little too young, maybe, but but maybe that's like, hey, that's fine. Well, Olivia Swan's a very young lady, too. I think mm-hmm. she's maybe 21 here. Mm-hmm. Like wow. I said, she did one other role and then this. So, uh, uh, Constantine, uh, uh, the butler here, calls out Nate for uh, sitting around uh, and he does a really bad Cockney accent. Uh, as they uh, they yes. t- he takes him to the servants' quarter. Uh, it's not just cocky. It's like I think he goes through like th- three different uh, regions. <laughs> He's all over the map. One sentence. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, uh, Bayrod and Ostra start talking. She asks him if uh, he likes to hunt, and he tells her, "No, no, man, I like to. I like to play amongst the animals." Which floods her fucking basement, dude. She just gets flushed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, throughout all this, where they touch on like them maybe, you know, being a couple, uh, even to the end where Bayrod's kind of like, so we were engaged, crazy, right? Uh, is I'd forgotten all about because eventually that happens, but it does. It takes a long time to get there, and I totally forgotten they planted the seeds in this episode, right? Uh, uh, now this now look. Maybe you could explain this to me uh, completely. I didn't. I, I kind of. I get the idea, but I don't know all of the terminology. Uh, Constantine is arguing with uh, the uh, the head maid, uh, Mrs. Hutchins, and says that arguing with her is like swimming in custard in Wellington Wellington boots. Hmm. I get the I swimming in custard. I don't know what Wellington boots. I are, guess but. like like galoshes or like something like that. That's something that slow you down even more. Like you gotta like really pull your boots with you. Yeah, is that, I mean, is that you like a? Stuck? You ever get a? You ever get galoshes stuck in the mud? Oh yes, got, of course. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think that that kind of thing. I was watched a man sink into the mud uh, when I was working construction. He was one leg in, all the way up to his hip. Must watch the man die. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious because uh, my buddy Scott was trying to pull him out while he was screaming. Me and my buddy arrived. Walked around the corner, saw what was happening, burst out laughing, and ran around to the other side of the house and let Scott pull this fat fuck out of the mud. Poor guy. <laughs> Hilarious. <clears throat> All right. Okay. It's, it's getting back to these. See, I'm not looking at my screen, Travis. It's fucking, it's fucking no. me up here. So they're all, and here's the greatest thing it's all fancy. It's Downton Abbey. They're preparing dinner and it's all mush. They're all just yeah. making fucking mush. Right. It's, but it's blue mush, the fancy mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, and uh, uh, eventually Constantine uh, casts a spell to stop Nate from eating the expensive blue mush, mm-hmm. and he's admitting that uh, uh, to Zari that it's a shame he's been tempted by the dark arts, and 
And uh, this was kind of fun too. I like the way they worked this in. It is not ham fisted. She's like, no, that's the real you. You're a wizard. You have an apprentice named Gary. And that's when Mona's like, what? She knows Gary. Gary's the crazy guy. Mm -hmm. And then she says, God, and she does such a great job in this, but maybe the, this might be the line that the line. this is the, the line yeah. like, maybe that crazy guy out there isn't so crazy after all yeah it's, like, yep. Oof. it's too Oof. bad it's too bad it really is the thing that separates um this show from some of those like because everything else is so tight right but they have to just rely on those quick little gotta really whip through the fact that you know we got to establish this. Got to establish this quickly and without any sort of. And how linger. much do you, how much do you think also is they also are trying to appeal to teenagers? I guess and, I guess. and younger kids with the show because of the, again the fan base here. They're, I mean, no, like, I know, look, I, I know a lot of teenagers, and and some of them are quite. About, I'd say more of them rather than not would prefer uh, yeah, subtle, subtlety. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyways. They're like they'll just come back in here. It's camp, man. Don't you get it? Yeah. Old fucking man. Yeah. All right. And so, all right. Uh, so Astra tells Bayrod uh, she wishes she'd been born a man so she could run away adventuring. And uh, Bayrod calls her a diva. And uh, and here's how which I like uh, uh, Shehan. That he how he delivers this because this could have been clunky. He's doing his um God, what's the reference? It's it's, it's Beyonce, right? And he goes, "Diva, what was it? A diva is a female version of a hustler." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. I mean, and not, I like the way she responds to it too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, nice, not really nice performance from her in this. Yeah, she, oh, she's she's yeah. yeah she, I thought she did very well. Uh, in this one too again this was like i said this is considered one of the high points of the entire series mm -hmm. and everyone brings their a game on it too i think kind of big time especially and, and also when um macy richardson sellers when she shows up at the end she's just like yeah. she hasn't she like she's in a in a new level of like kind of seriousness and new kind of power role and making these bigger decisions and it and it she wears it well yeah you know what else she wears well that faux fur outfit that the <laughs> the costume department put her in man Hopped right she on looks that. fucking oh, great attaboy attaboy <laughs> so z tells uh constantine that because he's scared he's gonna get uh, fired uh if they find out he's a magician and says well we won't tell your boss if you'll get us out of here and uh so we cut to mona bringing gary back to her apartment and she's, uh, she's like, yeah, there's people fucking trapped on the TV and they know us. And this is when he's like, yeah, I'm the crazy one, right? <laughs> and uh, Zari asked Constantine to uh, send us to our captain, Captain Sarah Lance. Which gets to Mona going, oh, Captain Lance from Star Trek? Yeah. Which again, is a little like they, they say Captain Lance. Well, of course, they always call her Captain Lance, but that makes sense for her going, wait, what? I know that TV yeah, character. Yeah, that works out. Yeah. 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 And uh, Wrong, then, uh, so then the, the TV cuts to like the, the show ends or whatever. And uh, it was made at Clotho, it's Clotho Productions. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, like, you know, sit Ubu, sit good dog. And right. All right. Yeah. And uh, they figure out they're going to they're gonna sneak into there and figure out what's going on. And uh, so we cut to the star trip 
uh, uh, portion here. Uh, what I do love, you know, dude, I'm probably the biggest Star Trek fan you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm already in on it. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll get to what we talked about earlier today via text. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I think the set looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. That looks perfect. Costumes look great, especially the fact that the entire crew are dudes in booty shorts. Hilarious. Yeah, it's meant to go like the uh, reverse kind mm-hmm. of sexism kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. And um, now before we get to it, we're talking about the costumes right the, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I costumes right now. Costumes. Okay, hold on. Uh-huh. Um, Jess McCallan. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna, I am going to walk know, a tightrope. We're, we're both. I know you're exactly what I'm you're thinking. It was a surprise here. to me as well. A surprise to me. Uh, a pleasant well. surprise. A very yes. I, I, I'm, wow. 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 Because yeah. Ava Sharp is dressed. I mean, she's yeah. not. The character is not supposed to be glamorous. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. dresses a certain way, and mm-hmm. uh, but basically, to give it a WWE reference, they kind of bailed her for a yes. long time until just oh, recently and yeah. those baileys are out yeah uh and i know i know it wow was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah now go out oh yeah just, just blood full of warm warm-blooded males that's all mm-hmm. and, we'll, and we're trying to be respectful but... now her spock now she's doing spock her spock yeah, yeah. is fine I, i've seen worse yeah. i've seen worse vulcans Fine. Uh, yeah. Kirstie Alley was okay, you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen worse fuckers. Now you 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 said this in a text uh, to yeah. me earlier today. Uh yes. you want to repeat what you said? I'll read it uh, word for word here. One minute. Um <clears throat> Katie Lotz can do a lot of things, but a Shatner impression is not one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. She goes full Shatner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never go full Shatner. Yeah, no, like she went full like what's his face kevin pollock no kevin pollock's the, the greatest i i know i know at it. but she's like trying it's, to do a kevin pollock times like a, a, times a caricature 1, of, of kevin pollock yeah, yeah, yeah. times 1000 and i mean it stood out to me too i'm just like oh wow yeah, it's, it's too bad you can't go you got you can't go full shatner it's everyone thinks that it's an easy impression to do it's uh, not yeah it's like it's it's so it's one that everybody does mm-hmm and boy, I mean, and granted, Mark Guggenheim is directing this uh, episode. He's he's telling her, "I want full Shatner." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full. that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, cut, and it kind cut, of goes back. Cut, Katie, goes back. Katie, yes, that's eighty-five percent Shatner. Yeah, yeah, I said full Shatner, but it kind of means like like sometimes they they give him a little too much rope. Uh, like remember, you know, I I thought uh, Jess McCallan kind of overdid it with the uh, the broad uh, kind of reacting to getting shot in the head and stuff like that, and um i think it's the same thing here that like they just i think it's cracking up the set maybe kind of thing and they're kind of forgetting mm-hmm. that there's people beyond uh uh this yeah it's too bad like you know I, in, a, in a show where everybody else is rocking and kicking ass uh katie lots was kind of you know uh so had a bit of an off night <laughs> with the, the shatner i mean the, the yeah, rest of yeah. it i thought she was fine she was but fine, uh, she, fine. She yeah, yeah, lot, yeah she didn't have yeah. a lot to do but we expect more than fine from from katie lots no i admit yeah. there wasn't yeah. a lot else for her to do yeah. but no actually she's got a great scene in this uh All this right. one you have to tell me when it comes no uh, i will she All she right. she gets to have her babe here's how it is scene and uh mm-hmm. show me what she can do uh after going you know this shatner go to 11 you know yeah, it, yeah. Oh well. I wonder how many of the young people 
who watched this show, I didn't watch the show at the time, had no idea what this reference is. Don't even know what fucking Star Trek is. Uh, There's got to be a little. There's got to be a little. Star Trek is. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm the biggest Trek fan you know, but I could see like a 17-year-old girl from Finland or the the European fans of this not getting this one at all. Like, Oh, Oh, really? Nah, it's pretty over it. Yeah. I mean, they might know Picard, but you know, this old shit. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's still. I, th- I would say people still remember it. Uh, like that's. Uh, I don't know. I think so. I don't. I don't. When people think of Star Trek, this is still kind of the first I- the images they have. Not so much anymore. No, I'd say 100. percent I'd say for sure. No, 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 not so much anymore. You ask the average person on the street. The it it depends Trek. on their age. It depends on their age. Most will. Most would. Most would say next generation. Right. Trust me. I go to the conventions, Travis. I know. Yeah. I'm just talking about like the non-fans, like an average person. Like they're still, they're going to say live long and prosper or like, uh, you know, space. No, they'll say make it so. Make it so. Come on. You say so. Yeah, no, I got my pulse. I got my fingers on that pulse. <laughs> you say so. Mm-hmm. So the legends appear from a, uh, uh, the one TV show on this uh, TV show on the Gramulon ship, and they're in. Uh, now, granted, the, I, I always get so Gromulon, Gromulon, the Gromulons. I get you know very influenced by other uh, podcasts and start using terminology and stuff like that. My one of my favorite podcast is the Greatest Generation yeah, uh, podcast, and that's where the loaf comes from, and yeah. it's the Star Trek podcast. Full loaf. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it again, guys. Uh, full full uh, loaf on the crew here. It looks pretty yeah. good. Looks good. I've seen worse on Trek. <laughs> and uh, oh, why the, the name of the ship? The instead of the Enterprise, it's kind of it's the Wave Rider and it's the Fate Rider. Right. And uh, in the Ultimate Buds, uh, in the theme song, they're like they're the Ultimate Buds, and they're fated to have some fun. That's it's all in there. I, I don't know where it is in the uh, Down Navy one too, but uh, they they always they slip that in there too. So. They accidentally shoot the fucking ship because the ultimate buds are idiots. And uh, Z tries talking to him, you know, through the translator. And uh, they do the big Trek destruction scene. And this is when Sarah, uh, uh, Katie Lotz goes full, full Shatner going no over the android. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just androids. It's Lieutenant Mala. And I was like, I, I don't know what if that's a reference or I just I know that name from some other fucking movie or tv show a character right. named mala I'm like hmm. where have i heard that before mm-hmm. so we cut <clears throat> to the guard uh at clotho headquarters i love this guy he's only in a couple of scenes i love him he has my favorite line of dialogue of the episode uh the head of security guy here he's yeah. watching all his tv and he goes man crazy episode and uh Mona and gary uh sneak in uh with the mush delivery like threaten him that he'll be in trouble and uh, so we cut back to the ship and Sarah and Ava got no weapons and the team's like, no, no, just they beam them aboard. And I, I love this. Zari like, is explaining what happens. And the gist is Ava being a Vulcan. And this is all like, it could be a Star Trek plot. Puts it all together. Works out. Yeah, good. That could happen. That happens all the, this. This shit happens all the time on Star Trek. You say yeah. you're our crew. In a, in a different good. dimension, yeah. I like All that. Right. It makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Storyline wise, it really makes sense. And uh, 
Mona and Gary find a device with the t- with the cool that old the old fashioned TV. Uh, I love I love the design of this thing. That gold TV that the screen's on with the the green uh, uh, the typing on it is because the algorithm is making the shows and it's right. got all the legends life threads tied into the gears. Yeah, set design looked great. I, I fucking loved it. Uh, Gary finds some ultimate bud swag in one of like the, the okay, ugh, uh, jokes of the the episode. Really? But I mean, because it's a fun reveal. It's so fast. Fun reveal when they're wearing the t-shirt. Then he's wearing. Okay, when they're wearing, it's kind of funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great payoff. Okay, uh, uh, and then so the the team there on the ship realized they're getting a transmission from the planet Kaldazak. Kaldazak. Well, Nate and Rayrod push the button. A giant hand grabs the ship and we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back robo assistant ready well now that we're married we need help merging our finances choose from these options investing insurance retirement planning college funding i have so many questions here is a link to our faq page was this information helpful go with no sometimes humans are just more helpful i'm sure you have questions farm bureau financial services insurance financial planning all in one place please rate my service welcome back to gideon guys and before we get back to this episode travis what else we got going on a lot of other great shows here on the palm podcast network including the returning busting balls with uh former gideon guys guest jeffrey wessels uh, talking about uh, what's going on in the world of football, in the world, uh, around the world, uh, European, the, the you know, uh, World Cup, uh, they're following everything. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. But we also have uh, Throw the Years, uh, also very popular. It's great when they get on. Um, check that out. It's a look at ROH through the years, and they, they, it's always good. And uh, yeah, aside from that, uh, these are the other shows on Palm Podcast Network. Uh, but we also have a show, and you can find it on twitch.tv slash Jarvis Wash Machine. It's called Mystery Titans Theater. We go live every other Saturday, usually, but we're doing two Saturdays in a week because Johnny's coming to Vancouver. We've talked about it a couple of times already. That's where we watch old wrestling. Yeah, I just we're turned down hockey. I just turned on hockey tickets. I, <laughs> yeah, I had hockey tickets to go to a hockey game tomorrow night. And Travis reminded me we had a show to do, and I had to yeah. just you know, turn down hockey tickets. It's such a good time, you guys. If you can't join us live, but you should follow, follow, look for Jarvis Washing Machine and, get, and give me a follow there because uh, the numbers are starting to go up and that helps. Um, uh, but if you can't follow us live, you can follow, you can see, uh, I'll put the shows up later on youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis Washing Machine. Um, follow us there, subscribe or whatever you have to do. Yeah, it's uh, lots of fun. Uh, I think that's about it. All right. <laughs> and again, uh, Next time uh, Travis and I talk, uh, everyone, is going to be in person for the first time ever. I'm I going know. to Vancouver. Very in the lead, baby. For yeah. Boom! Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling. Tell us more, Travis. We're plugs. T- t- right. Say what's going on. Boom Pro Wrestling is the hottest wrestling company in Western Canada. Uh, we have a show coming up October 29th. It's all sold out. Uh, another one uh, coming up at the end of November, but yeah, uh, a lot of uh, exciting things happening, including having a uh, Johnny Sorrow, Johnny yours Hester, truly, uh, joining us uh, on the mic and introducing everybody. It's gonna be lots of fun. We're really excited with the way things. Do I get to up. introduce uh, you? 
I don't think so. Um, no, I don't. I don't really like a. I mean, like a, my name is Travis Wild Eyes Walosh, and I'm the mean gene of the the operation among some other roles. But we, I do uh, Wild Eyes. Song, yeah, there's a song by the by the Stampeders called Wild Eyes. Do you uh, know this? Do you know the Stampeders? No, I, it's a great song. Uh, and uh, isn't that a isn't that a football team? Uh, uh, the Stampeders. But the Stampeders are also is that their Super Bowl uh, show. No, what was a Stampeders breakthrough song? I don't think they broke through here. Never heard of them. Um, probably there. Ooh, sweet city woman. Oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah, that's All right, Stampeders. Yeah, that's a, that was their is that your entrance music. One. No, mine is Wild Eyes. They they have a song called yeah. Wild Eyes. That's uh, uh, you know, they're just a Canadian kind of not quite a um. Guess who kind of thing? I think they were kind of riding that train. Anyways, I do have a theme song that that we aren't going to use yet because because uh, like and I said, no, we got to save it for when uh, when it means something, right? Because like you can't just like I'm not. Let's not like I'm Jim Ross and get like the Oklahoma Suitors <laughs> thing every time I come out. Give me a break, right? Anyways, booprowrestling.com for more info. You can follow us on YouTube as well as and on Twitter. We're really excited, you guys. It's so much fun. It, I can't believe that I'm part of it. I've got. I've got people following me on social media, wrestlers following me on social media who I've never met. And that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Dude. And, and thank you. I mean, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. I'm going to get to fulfill one of my dreams of being a part of the show and a ring announcing. Cause that was one of the things I always liked. I mean, mm-hmm. well, you, yeah, look, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I, I can make it up to Vancouver every now and then you need an evil manager and make all my dreams come true. Now we're talking. Travis. Now mm-hmm. we're talking. You're the, well, well, you know, let's, let's consider this an audition then, young man. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, it. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a blast. And, and like, dude, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just, Hey, Johnny could do it. Cause uh, let's give my buddy a, a, a shot. I'm giving it. Cause I know you'll be great at it, dude. I can't I per- wait. I performed. I can't wait. Yeah. I, 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 for, you know, for those of you who don't know, this, this isn't exact. I'm not just some jabroni off the street here. There we go. I performed in front of thousands. Yeah. Thousands of drunks in the mountains. Of Colorado, that's right. That's for right. For a decade, I, I, that's right. I can, I can handle the mizike. He knows how to, he knows how to project. Let's say, you betcha. And now is the time on the show where we like to check in with everyone's favorite immortal despot, Vandal Savage, down in hell, and see what he's drinking tonight. It's time for Savage Brew. <sighs> Yo, breakfast. <sighs> What's up, man? I think. Uh... I got some news. I got a new job. Oh. I'm, uh, you know, the river sticks. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm paddling away, brah. It's my job now. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't sip. Can't sip on the, on the, the hoppy, bubbly goodness no more. I would think of anywhere which, would encourage. Which is a, which is a damn shame. Ah, no, no. Holy shit, you see the way this thing, the maneuverability you got to have on this thing. It's hell. <laughs> anyway, so I've uh, moved on to uh, cannabis. Right now, we're on the, something we call the Ghost Train Haze. It's a sativa-dominant hybrid from our friends at Color Cannabis here in uh, British Columbia. It's uh, semi-dense, light green, caked in trichomes, uh, earthy, citrus, floral. I'm in a happy place, brother. <sighs> Don't have to worry about any clinging vines. You know what I mean? Just me and uh, open road or river. River. Yeah. 
So you take you you ferry the people back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Don't have Thanks. to worry about anybody else. Just me, and I take and take everybody to A from point A to point B. I don't know if you're into this stuff, but uh, hmm. I think this particular strain far too sophisticated for your stupid brain. Goodbye. Shit, now I have to come up with a different name for this fucking segment. I guess so. I guess. <laughs> Savage Brews and Scale. Oh, I'll think of something. All right. I am DB Curious. When Dominic Purcell was being Don, by the way, Don, love it. The, the wrath of Don. That sounds like my friend's dad is going to be mad at us for yeah, yeah, yeah. breaking into the fucking liquor cabinet. Yeah. You know what? I mean, we, haven't, we haven't got to that reveal yet, but when, like, yet, that was yet. fucking awesome, man. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. So good. Anyways. Anyway, well, I, it, it, okay. Everyone who's listening to this has seen the show. So sorry to do the yeah, spoil. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, when Mark Guggenheim asked Dominic to, to Mark Guggenheim asked him to quote a line from Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan directly because he is a fan of that movie. But Purcell had never seen Wrath of Khan. Shocking, Dominic. Shocking. Uh, no, I'm a fan. I, I you know, I've supported him through his ups and downs. And this Travis. is this is this is a bridge too far for uh, you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Never seen Wrath of Khan, really. There you go. So in the episode, uh, you're seeing uh, Dominic's imitation of Guggenheim's imitation of Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, whatever it was, it's was fucking hilarious. It's so funny. He, I mean, like I, I had to do a double take. He almost kind of looked like um, a young. Who is it on? Who's, what's the actor's name on uh, Cobra Kai? Martin the, Cove? Yes. Uh, you know, the guy who uh, who runs Cobra Kai. The, the, the original sensei. Martin Cove, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, like the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a, he looked like a young version of him with long hair for a second. I had, <laughs> it took me a second to see that it was him. Really funny. I mean, we'll get to it. Well, 16 out of 17 found that interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> All right. So, again, a long interview broken into parts with Mark Guggenheim. Uh, like him not him going uh, going on about it. He's like, I've never done this split screen thing with two actors before. I didn't even know how to work the stuff. It's like, guys, I'm a first time director. What the fuck are you doing to me? Huh? Like, dude, you run this fucking network. I'm sure, it's fine. Uh <laughs> And I just picked this little uh, snippet out of one of these long, uh, giant uh, 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 articles. When asked, because this, okay, this is, they're getting right up to the shutdown here. So this episode and the next, as soon as they got done, the shutdown happened. All the post-production happened uh, after shutdown. This is the season where all the rest of the superhero shows on the CW uh, had to cobble together endings. And it was yeah. just a disaster, and Ledge's managed to get it in right under the wire. 
mm-hmm. because of their you know you know they're because it's not 23 yeah yeah yeah, yeah they're short uh, run um when asked if he ever predicted when creating this world that everyone would be stuck inside watching tv shows just living their lives through tv guggenheim revealed I think it's very safe to say that none of us, maybe with the exception of Bill Gates, anticipated what was going to happen. It's pretty surreal. Wait, what? Did you add that? Nope. Or did he legit say, oh my God. Oh my God. Nope. That's trouble. That sounds like trouble. That's trouble right here in River City with a capital T and that rhymes with B and that stands for Bill. That stands for Bill. Wow. (laughs) Holy shit. And seven of eight found that interesting. Viewer reviewers. Now, almost all 10 out of 10s, one six out of 10, with some a sensible human who just shows not for them, and three really fucking like, what the fuck's this shit? Uh, so I picked one that one of both uh, on either side of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I picked this one, Travis, for the 10 out of 10. Maybe you could tell me. Okay. 10 out of 10. This show gets it, man. <laughs> From Grotsky as fuck. Yeah. AF. You know, some shows are stupid, and that's okay. They're low stakes, funny, not something to be taken too seriously. On paper, Legends is one of those shows, but around the end of season three, it's like the writers saw that paper and were like, oh, it's a stupid show. Well, we should lean into that then. And the show's been all the better since. No more vapid, self-serious plot lines about race like abominations or forced love affairs all of season one or characters learning the same lessons over and over and over again. We get it. McRory likes crime. Pick a lane, kid. (laughs) This episode showcases all the parts of Legends. Great use of its supporting cast, a triumphant return for Zari 1.0, utilization of a really funny main ensemble, loving pop culture parodies, and even a musical number about emotional repression. I could go on and on. Also, I'm not ashamed to admit that the short montage of the legends remembering their former selves got me a little choked up. And another thing, I love the way the show utilizes John Constantine. No, it's nothing like Hellblazer, but A, duh, and B, absurdism has always been part of Constantine's mythos. This show just leans into that part a little bit more than most. The only negative I have for this episode really is that I wish Brandon Routh was still around for it. We miss you, Brandon. Did I write this like That's wasted one night? Yeah. Was <laughs> Am I Grotsky as fuck? Yeah, I was gonna say that guy was Grotsky as fuck. <laughs> I as like uh, when hearing that that uh, I'd forgotten that, that what's his face had sung that uh the previous line about uh or the previous uh call the sack that reminded me of Brandon Ralph. Five out of five found that helpful. Sure. Now of the three, one out of tens. Uh, I just picked this one because of the, the numbers, the vast numbers. One out of ten. Worst rubbish I've ever seen. From Spy Campbell. Spy Camel. This was the most boring, stupid rubbish I've ever seen. So much so, after not even ten minutes, I stopped watching it. Eight out of 146 found that helpful. <laughs> Big numbers. Wow. Big Some numbers. Wanted to know, like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? I am going to pitch Spy Camel to uh, uh, Nick uh, Nick Jr. Because I think we got something there. Yeah, yeah sounds good. <laughs> 
So it's Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac. That's the giant hand. It's Mr. Parker. It's Eric Gow, the great Eric Gow. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's pl- his hand playing with the ship as the intro happens, like it's a toy. And he brings them into the house. And now they're the community helpers. Like Sarah's a cop, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, Astra's a lady fireman. And uh, she's just astonished that that could be a thing. And uh, Ava's a doctor and so on and so forth. Oh, oh, <laughs> Bayrod's a sewer worker and he digs it. Like, yeah, nice. I yeah. do important work like Ed Cramden. So Sarah tosses Mr. Parker out the door and tells him to take a walk around the block and just as he leaves. But it's a cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah, really good. And Nate, okay, this uh, Nate points out. He's like, man, this is public access. That's a you know, it's a career killer. He's like, wait a minute, this isn't on PBS. So you mean to tell me that in the Arrowverse world, Earth, Earth Prime, as it were. Mr. Rogers exists. There's a weirdo named Mr. Parker doing this show on public access. That's, He's doing his yeah. own ripoff of Mr. <laughs> of, or, or he is the Mr. Rogers of the Arrowverse. That wouldn't be on public access. It'd be on PBS. Yeah, that's where it'd start, right? Well, PBS is public access. No, no. Public access is that channel that anyone can just put on whatever. It's Wayne's World. Wayne's World's public access. Yeah, but he's st- he, like, uh, that's what Mr. Rogers came out of public access, right? And then they just no. take it on. No, he came out of local programming. Uh, it's a totally different thing. Cable. All right. You say so. you know, now, hold on. Let me bring this up. We're going to talk about an hour about what public access television is. I know. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you and I could do a public access show for free uh, if you yeah. moved here. Yeah, that's enticing, huh? Free TV. You don't get paid. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Zari just needs them all to remember. Like Sarah's even like, I don't know what the fuck is a legend, and uh, she explains, "You're the legend. You're heroes. We're heroes and misfits trying to make a difference in this world." And yeah, Mona it was gets, wonderful. Yeah, it was great. great. Yeah. Uh, and Mona gets inspired and types in the the, the legends, remember who they are, and, and this is the scene they talked about. Uh, the the, the Gronsky as fuck talked about where they all get their memories back. Yeah, super moving. Nora was way into Nora had been in and out up until this point, but at this point she's like sitting right next to me. She had a oh. watch this this afternoon. She had a, a professional development day. She didn't have school today. Oh, professional development and getting ready to get her out there in the workforce. Yes, teachers get professionally developed. Oh, I see. PD Pro I see. D days and we just did, we, I, we had stuff like that. We didn't. I, that's not yeah. what we called it. We just yeah. like we got a half day. Teachers have a conference or like yeah, you know yeah, or whatever. Yeah, going to Atlantic City for a convention that was always fun. Nice. Yeah, they're just going to gamble. That's well, yeah, that's what we thought. They're gambling, getting fucking wasted. Slots. Hitting the strip clubs, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. The dirty boardwalk. It's, it's not. It's not the one that uh, Springsteen sings about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's super moving, and especially Bayrod, he's like, "Fuck, I'm dead in every timeline. I'm not supposed to fucking be here, no matter what." Like this is not great for him, and uh, and where's uh, uh, there's the swelling music, the legends uh, swelling music comes up. Sarah remembers both Zaris and Bayrod, so all the timelines are kind of mixing. Uh, everyone's remembering everything, uh, and uh, Nate and Zari kiss to the swelling music. She he finally found her, and uh-huh. 
And this is when Charlie finally appears and runs into the studio in that swank outfit. Uh, and I was like, shit, you don't know what you've fucking done. Uh, she can't let the legends escape. Because Charlie, last time we saw her, the idea was she's going to figure out a way to save him and save the day. She figures out a way to save him, but she has that heel turn of it because she's not as powerful as she thinks and she's been swept into all this shit that have now taken over the world. Yeah. You know, which is, again, I like that there, it, it makes sense. This sort of a heel turn. There was a heel turn last episode. The Astra back and forth last one was terrible and didn't make sense. This makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you're a Greek god and now you're like, well, no, I'll... I'll be able to work, uh, you know, underground. And no, here's what you do. You can save your dumb friends and put them on this TV show. Otherwise, we're ruling the world now. And you have not, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Besides, you get this really swank outfit. <laughs> and I love that Bayrod starts processing. He's like, so uh, my best friend's in love with my sister, who's actually me. Okay. Uh, and where's my Zari? And she explains that she's possessing her. And uh, then Mr. Parker walks back in and it's like somewhat sinister because it's Charlie. And uh, he's like, well, all this magic and time travel sure can be confusing, can it? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, there's consequences for disobedience. Yeah, now he's good. Yeah, he's really good. And a hell of a guy too. Friend of the show. He said nice things about us, Travis. That's once. nice. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and then they do the song. I love the fucking song. This dark fucking song as a children's fucking song. Like repress, repress. Uh, yeah. And it, it sweeps up Zari and Bayrod, who Bayrod, we finally get to hear sing for the first time. And yeah, musical theater background for Shehan here. And here's where you hear it. You're like, oh, okay. This young man can fucking sing. He's got pipes. Right. And uh, Charlie snaps them back to their show. Uh, Nate uh, goes to tackle uh, her and ends up tackling the hot boss back on the sitcom. And now they hear the fucking audience because they're aware because she didn't like wipe their memories this time. She just sends them back. And then it cuts to the guard, the security guard at Clotho uh, Productions. Look at the TV and he goes, Oh, mother fader. I wanted to see the buds escape. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good read. <laughs> and uh, Constantine's ready to fight. But Asha is like, no, we got to go back and see if my mom's real. Because, you know, everyone else was brought back. You know, is my mom real? Spoiler alert. No, because Charlie's mean. I mean, they, they had these conversations about who they were going to bring back. They bring, she brings back Bayrod because she banged him once. She didn't bang fucking Natalie and she does not bring her back. Yeah. They do not address this at all. But I was like, oof, it's fucking cruel if you follow the show. <laughs> and and then uh, we get to hear Matt Ryan sing the song a little bit. You know, he can carry a tune and they go back to their show. And it's Christmas at the Abbey. And uh, the mom is there and uh, Constantine tells her, you know what? Fuck it, we'll stay. You're my original sin. If you're happy here with with our, fuck it, I'll be your butler. You know, they'll be my penance. Because he finally describes, I think they might have described this on the, the, the Constantine show I never watched, but they described what it was. 
he was trying to save her mother and used her soul as a child as a bargaining chip yeah that's what happened that they finally reveal that's the original sin and uh she's like okay we can hang out here we can do that and uh charlie's like okay one show back but star trip sarah's like we got to figure out a way to get out of here and ava wants to stay because she's like hey we always win here and I, I can't watch you die again she should have just said around, i'm sarah lance i literally die all the time and come back yeah it'll be fine honey it's it it literally becomes my nickname. I'm the woman who cannot die. Yeah. Uh, and this is where she gets to redeem the the full Shatner, and she gives her the great speech about what was it? Life is beautiful. She says, Travis. She says, life is beautiful and terrible all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, this is good. You're right. You're right. And I and I got to thinking. I was like, yeah, that's like how I felt when I saw Life is Beautiful in the theater. I'm like, this is good and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked it in the theater, the experience, but no, because I'm like, well, the first half of this is a goddamn Laurel and Hardy movie, and w- what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unique for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here's where it's done—the big reveal of Don, because they sat. I love it. You're right. They sat on this the entire time. Where's Mick? I was starting to think. Yeah, we were like, hey, yeah, where's he going to show up in this? Yeah. And we already talked about it. He looks great. The hair looks great, and he really leans into the hair too. He's happy he's, to have hair. Oh, yeah. He says later. He's mad that he loses it. But he's yeah. he's flipping it around and, and yeah. shit. And uh Sarah figures out they have to lose. That's the only way. Because they always win, they have to lose. So they don't bring up the shields and they take the shots. They have the big romantic kiss as it blows up and boom, and Charlie has to cancel their show. And then it, in the background on the screen, the uh the test pattern. Uh, the test pattern, very old fashioned 1950s. It says "Fates be praised," mm-hmm. and Bebo's in it. Hmm. I think, I oh, I know because I have a T-shirt of that test pattern uh, ah, that's in my that's drawer good. right now oh, that I got good. off of, that I got off a of T Public. Well, that's fun. It's the blandest legend shirt out there. I'm mean, good stuff though. Yep, yeah, it's yeah. good. It's real good stuff. And. uh so Sarah, Ava, and Mick are in the studio. This is when he's like, come on, I love Star Trek and my hair. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah's, Sarah's blind again. And we cut back to the castle, the high castle. And, and Natalie here, fake Natalie, because it's not her real mom, uh, gives her a train ticket. She's like, go, go have your adventures and leave. So the, the, I, I like this. It's like, you know, okay, it's not the real one, but she's telling her what to do. And uh, and Constantine knew all along, and he cast the spell, and boom, they're at the studio. They're all like, I love it. Like TV shows are canceled; they're just this empty set. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone in the world is watching this because apparently that's the only three TV shows that are on. Right. Uh, this is when I got the real Truman Show vibes. The end of the Truman Show. Which, yeah. Which, by the way, I really like that movie. It's yeah, my probably too. my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Me too. Uh, it's up there. I, I mean, I like uh, Eternal. Sunshine Spot. You know what? I've never seen it. But also all the like, I mean, I like, you know, I like the classic shit too. I like him being in like what? Ace Ventura and I fucking hate it. Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber especially. Dumb Dumb and Dumber Dumber is fucking amazing, but I hated Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah. Oh, garbage. (laughs) All right. Insulted my intelligence, Travis. Yeah, but that's 
Dumb and Dumber, here's one, one last thing before we start wrapping. Dumb and Dumber was one of those rare occasions where on Siskel and Ebert, they came back the next week and changed their, and one of them changed their minds. Because like one of them gave a thumbs up and one of them gave a th- thumbs down, and then he came back. Whoever gave a thumbs down said, "You know what? I was wrong. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen." And they both gave a thumbs up. I was like, "I've never fucking seen that on this show." <laughs> this, <yeah. laughs> they both loved the parrot's head thing like ridiculously. Oh, and when when he runs with her luggage and like runs out the the airport thing, you just see him fly out and down. Yeah. I've never seen Cisco and Ebert so happy together in like the 30 years of them on TV. That's funny. And on the ultimate buds, you know, they start noticing. It's like, have we not heard all this laughter and shit? And then Z starts the revolution. No one should eat this mush. It stinks. And Nate's in on it, even though he likes the mush. And they start screw the fates and the legends theme is swelling behind them. Mm -hmm. And they're starting an insurrection. Oh, wait, wait. I shouldn't use that word. That's... (laughs) You know, that used to be good. Mm-hmm. Now it's a revolution. Yeah, let's start a revolution. That's much better. And uh, they have to cancel that show and the team is together. And uh, this is when Bayrod's like to Ostra. He's like, hey, so, you know, we were like, you know, engagement. That's kind of crazy, right? And uh, she blows them off. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie's over the speaker, like the producer in a, a Truman show. Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed Harris. God, I love Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, She's like, come on, you morons. I gave you everything you wanted because every, uh, nearly everything that they ended up on was a callback to them at the pub in the zombie episode. Sarah said, I just want to fly around space and time with my gal. Mick yeah. said, I just want to be a criminal again. Constantine said, I want to have Astra live in a big house and keep an eye on her. Uh, Nate said, I just want to hang out with my buds. Um, now, uh, Zari said, I want to use my platform for good. She's like, well, we're not going to do that on network. So, uh, you get to be on the fucking sitcom. Yeah, and I love that touch. I love that touch. The last episode wasn't great, but it just, it just sets shit up. And that little conversation around the table was the, 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 the TV shows, which the I really impetus, liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, come on, you know, just, just obey again. And uh, cause I'm trying to save you. She's like, my sister's going to kill you. And, Mick doesn't give a shit. He's like, the leader's out there. And uh, she's like, sign a good faith. She splits the Zaris so mm-hmm. they can both be there. And they're like, no, fuck you. We're out of here. And uh, Charlie's all upset because, she, you know, even though she's heel turned, she's only did all this just to save her friends. And now she can't save them as we're moving in to the big finale with the greatest fight scene in Legends history. And then at the end of the show here, we get the full Ultimate Buds theme song. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Where they're fated to have some fun. Yeah. And Travis, this was fun. Yeah. I, I was so. Oh, uh, who's your MVP? Who is my MVP? Wow, you called me on this one. I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about my MVP. My MVP of this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Tala Ash on this I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to go Ramona Young. Okay. I agree. I could, I agree with that one too. Right. I think. Both of them did a uh, great job. Ramo- hey, Ramona Young getting the MVP? Trust mm-hmm. me. Oh, trust me. Uh, there are Legends fans out there who will be like, what? what? Come and back. Watch this one kid. again. The She's comeback great. kid. The comeback kid. Really is. She had to act with, she was in that uh, Blockers movie with John Cena, I think. It's re- which is really good. Uh, have you seen it? 
No. It's really good. I was no. surprised. It's a surprisingly sex positive. I highly recommend it. It's, it's more forward thinking than you'd think. It ends up really, really being really good. I heard it was good. No, I heard yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, everyone. Blockers. I know yeah. the blockers reference. <laughs> and it's wrestling, too. We get it all in here on Gideon, guys. Can't get away from it. So, can't wait to talk to you about next uh, episode, Travis. The yeah. appropriately titled Swan Fong. And uh, hey, well, that's the end of this uh, show. And uh, the next time I see Travis, we'll be in person. That's right. We were talking about trying to do this show while we're looking at each other. But uh, I don't know if it's going to end. I don't think it's going to work. We got a quick turnaround. Yeah, we got a quick turnaround. But uh, maybe someday. Maybe someday. But hey, once again, check out all the other shows on the Plum Podcast Network. Be sure to check out.